It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and it's a War Report Wednesday. Joining us from the War Report today, Mike G and C-Dub. Gentlemen, how we doing? Happy War Report Wednesday to everyone. Hump day. Hump day indeed. Only a few more days until the, I mean, the game, we've been talking about this like since as soon as Brian Harson was hired, essentially, right? Yeah, we have. We have. Um, this is uh, this is uh, the scheduling God, so to speak, uh, I think set us, set, set us up well for this one. It's a good, good road test. So I'm excited for the game on Saturday. I think I think we have a coaching staff that will have us prepared. Yeah. See up. How you feeling going into it so far? Better than I did in the offseason, for sure. For sure. Uh, looking at what we've seen on the field, uh, seeing some improvements in players on the team that we've been looking to see improvements from guys playing focused. Not perfect football, but a better brand of football that we're accustomed to seeing against our cupcakes. We're not playing down to our competition. So that gives me hope for the games that do matter. Right, right. Absolutely. All right. So I want to talk about some of the individual matchups that we are going to see on Saturday, 6.30 Central Time. Of course, the Tigers taking on Penn State and Happy Valley. So I mentioned this a little bit on the show yesterday, guys, but I think it's going to be... Um, a very important matchup, as I think Auburn's defense is going to be crucial in uh, Auburn getting a victory here. But on the outside, Roger McCreary versus Jahan Dotson. I think Dotson is a very impressive receiver. The more I watch of him, the more I'm impressed by him. I think he's very, very good. So um, he was a big reason why they were able to kind of get some points and move the football against Wisconsin in that stalemate that they had going on there. Uh, He also showed some ability in the screen game against Ball State. And so my question is, one, what does this matchup look like between McCreary and Dotson? But two, as as Penn State moves Dotson around the field, does McCreary follow him? Or uh, or, will Nehemiah Pritchett pick him up if he goes to the other side of the field? Those are things that I'm looking at. What are y'all's thoughts on this? Uh, Well, it's interesting, right? Saturday we saw Derek Mason switch between man and zone concepts. Yeah. Um, you know, there were some interesting defensive adjustments there. Um, and we're talking about a position group that coming into the season, I really felt like would be a strength of our defense. Um, now, there were a couple of coverage busts, but, you know, McCreary's just getting warmed up here. These guys haven't had to do much for the first couple games. Right. Uh, now, what will affect this matchup will be, you know, does Clifford have enough time to get the ball to go, ball to him? Uh, if we can generate a pass rush, I think Roger wins this matchup. And I don't want to say easily, right. um, but I think that he wins it um, and he could, you know, I don't expect him. To, I, I expect him to lock him down, honestly. And that's no disrespect. That's no uh, disrespect to Dotson. I just expect him to win. Uh, I expect uh, all these guys to win. So there's nothing really happening in, in the Penn State receiving core that uh, scares me too much. What about when Dotson is being covered by Pritchett, or maybe they move him inside and Donovan Kaufman at the nickel position has to uh, cover him, or maybe a guy like Smoker by Darius, depending on you know where they line him up in the formation? Yeah, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, I expect um, I expect James Franklin's offense to kind of move guys around and try to create mismatches. Sure. 
right now I don't see a whole lot of mismatches. So you can move him around again. Uh, this is going to be a chess match between Mike Bobo and Brian Harson, right? Um, and you know, he and, and their defense, and then Derek Mason, right? And and the Penn State offense, mm-hmm. right? This chess match that's going to happen here because I, I think that we out athlete them, Zach. You know, pretty well. Uh, um, so okay on the deep. On the defensive side of the ball, what it's going to turn into is it's 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 going to be about scheme. It's going to be about the attack. It's going to be about who's got the better game plan, right? I, I expect coaches to win this game. I do. Yeah. Um, well, and then another big talking point, right? And my next individual matchup, and I don't typically do this. I don't typically do uh, a guy against another guy when they'll never be on the field at the same time because it's lazy. But I think it's warranted this time. Okay. Uh, Sean Clifford versus Bo Nix, the two quarterbacks. And, you know, like I said, I don't typically do this, but I think both quarterbacks are inconsistent. You see really high highs from some of them every now and then. And then I also think you see them kind of, you know, hold some of their, you know, their their offense back from time to time. And I think obviously this isn't a hot take here, but I think it's just worth mentioning and I want to hear your thoughts on it. But, uh, you know, obviously I think whichever quarterback becomes a game manager or better on Saturday – We'll, uh, we'll win the game. So I think quarterback play is going to be huge here between Bo Nix and Sean Clifford. Okay, so here's why I say advantage Auburn, right? Um, you talk about the quarterback that can be just a little better than a game manager. Well, I can tell you right now, if they're going to let us run the ball like we have been, uh, Clifford has no shot versus Bo in this one. Okay. Uh, you know, and I know, you know Brian Harson again, is something we asked him about, Zach. I think you were on the presser with me um, when we asked him about uh, r- running the ball. Yeah. He said, we want to we want to run the ball. I expect him to do that. You know, if we can do that at a high clip, you know, uh, you know what Bobo's going to do here is they're going to try their darndest not to have to put the game on Bo's arm. I believe that will be the game plan. Uh, Penn, Penn State is going to have to force the issue offensively. Right. Right. Now, make no mistake, Derek Mason is going to do the exact same thing. Because what's on tape is, is that if you can get to Clifford, he'll he'll make mistakes. Right. So I think I expect both defensive coordinators. I said it earlier. This is going to be a chess match of coaching. Right. Yeah. Um, and whoever has the pieces to pull off their game plan is going to come out with the win. Now, advantage Penn State for playing on the road. I have to acknowledge Happy Valley is a tough place to go play. Right. And, you know, a lot of people won't like me saying this, but Bo on the road has not been a good thing for us over the last. No year. question. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, right, pretty, right. pretty well documented. Yeah. 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 I mean, he has been just awful on the road. Uh, uh, combined completion percentage between 2019 and 2020 of under 54 percent on the road. Um, you know, turnovers. Uh, just mistakes, you name it, right? So expect the gl- the game plan to help keep Bo within himself, right? Uh, you don't want. You, I, I just don't think they want to put too much on Bo in this one, and and the team that can uh, manage their quarterback better is going to come out with the win in this one, right? Advantage right. Auburn. C Dub, where are you on the you know this battle of quarterbacks? I don't know if you were able to hear it, but my second individual matchup was between Knicks and Clifford. Which way would you lean in this? Uh, it's almost kind of a draw because these these yeah. QBs have very comparable stats. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, Pro Football Focus gives them a very similar passing rating so far in, in the season. Uh, they're kind of the same kind of guy. And I think 
when I look at what Penn State has done with Wisconsin, Mike Yurkich, who's the new offensive coordinator, he the the pass the run ratio lean heavy pass against Wisconsin, which is kind of odd considering their personnel. Uh, they have the personnel to actually run the ball. So going back to week two against Ball State, they kind of got back to the basics and ran the ball. Yeah, and it made life easier for their quarterback, uh, Sean Clifford. So to Mike's point, I think that there's two things. Whoever runs the ball the best, the best in this game, sets up the best opportunity for their quarterback to have success. Right. Whoever has the best success in this game wins. So whoever's running the ball and imposing their will basically gives their quarterback the best shot at winning this game. Sure. And I want to talk about Penn State running the football and what that'll look like. Um, in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. It's the best place to place all of your wagers if you are into sports betting. So head over to betonline.ag right now and you can use the promo code LOCKEDON and you will get a 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Guys, my next matchup is, uh, I think, a very obvious one. Noah Kane, Penn State's running back, versus Zacoby McLean, um, one of the best tacklers in all of college football. I can't wait to see all of the collisions that's going to be had between these two guys because, look, I don't think Penn State's very good at running the football. They certainly weren't against Wisconsin, and I think Auburn's defense is going to be a very similar tier as what Wisconsin was. Wisconsin may be a hair better. I don't know. Regardless, they're close. They're very, very close as far as stature, I believe. So I think Jacoby McLean's going to be all over Noah Kane. What do you guys think? Uh, you know what's interesting is through the first couple weeks, uh, a lot has been made about uh, pass rush and uh, the ability to stop the run at the D-line. Our D-line has outperformed expectations by leaps and bounds. And I don't care who the competition is. Through two games, they have allowed – 43 yards on the ground, which is impressive. That's crazy. It, it is impressive. And so you got to look past the competition and look at the technique, look at the um, how guys understand what their responsibilities are, how to plug gaps. And then after, if you should just so happen to get past all that, you got the best tackler in the country on the other side of that line waiting for you at the second level. Owen Papo is no slouch. Uh, Wesley Steiner is all over the place. I mean, we are flying to the football. I feel really bad for their running back in this one. I I can't see him. You know, uh, uh, the only thing that that beats us in this game are assignment busts. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's what beats us in this game. So I'm looking forward to seeing this. You know, um, I I thought our D-line has played well enough that they've – given Zacoby somewhat of uh, a reprieve, but he's so good at getting to the football. Even last week, he still got out with 10 tackles. 
you know, in a week where, again, they weren't able to do much. It's going to be fun to watch. I expect, I expect Zacoby to win this one because of the help that he has around him. Yeah. C-Dub, I saw a, a guy commented on my video from Tuesday and said that Penn State's third and fourth string running backs were as good as Auburn's running backs. What do you think about that? Cocaine is one hell of a drug. Is what I want to say to that is that uh, I, I I just think that I just think that when I look at what Penn State has done, and, and, and when you go back to Wisconsin, I I watched some of that game, and I just don't know if if the game plan was just to kind of take what the defense gives them because they didn't run the ball a lot. Yeah, and they're starting running back Noah Kane, who's Appears to be a pretty talented guy. He, I think he had like eight carries for like 48 yards. So he was he was averaging six yards a carry in that game. He just mm-hmm. didn't get a lot of opportunities. And I just don't know if it's because Wisconsin was just stacking the box and daring them to throw. So they just took what the defense gave. But then we saw them come back the following week and run the ball a little bit more. And it was weird because Noah Kane got 20 carries for 69 yards uh, against Ball State. And I have to think that our D-line is a lot better. Our front seven is a lot more stacked and a lot better than Ball State's, even though they did have some success. And weirdly enough, they actually used Sean Clifford in the run game. So I'll be surprised to see how all of that works. Mm -hmm. And what our D-line has managed to do is their job in a 3-4 defense. Tony Fair hasn't gotten a lot of stats. But that's not his job. His job is just to plug up the middle. And what's been so fun is to see guys like Owen Papo, mm-hmm. uh, guys like Zacoby McLean, uh, Hall on the edge. Those guys have been running free right. for the first two weeks of this of this season. And so if they're able to have some success again doing that, I like Zacoby McLean's chances. I like I'm going with him. I'm going with Papo. I'm going right. with Hall. Uh, their their let their tackles. I mean, we talked about our concerns with our tackles. Their tackles are kind of kind of suspect, right. right? And so that just means more opportunities for guys like Hall, guys like Moultrie, guys like Leota to to really eat off the edge, set the edge, just in case they want to utilize the QB in the run game. I just like that matchup favoring Auburn versus Penn State. Definitely. Zach, let me get this point in real quick. Of course, yeah. If if they're going to be one-dimensional, if they're going to be one-dimensional on offense, Penn State might not score a point in this game. I don't care if they're at home. This is how how good, and this defense, as good as they played in the first two games, they're still building momentum. Yeah. They have not even peaked out yet. They're not even close. Right. Right. So um, this is a brand new scheme. I think that Derek Mason has these guys mind in the right mindset. Zacoby was already the top tackler in the country. And not just because he made a bunch of tackles on a bad defense, because he just doesn't miss tackles. Yeah. And he has a knack of always being close to the football. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I think I think Penn State, um, uh, whoever that was that commented saying how their running backs are just as good as their third and fourth running backs are just as good as ours, um, uh, bookmark that. I would like to return to that comment section yeah. after Saturday, regardless whether we win or lose, just to see if he still feels that way. Yeah, that'll be fun. And as petty as Mike G is, he will definitely I'm deliver petty. on that promise. Hey, yeah, comments are good for the algorithm, man. I, I, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, my last matchup, guys, and then we'll, uh, we'll answer some Twitter questions and some bold predictions. But uh, they got a corner, uh, Tariq Castro-Fields. 
Uh, I got him pairing up against Demetrius Robertson. And so Castro Fields, he's a super senior on Penn State's website. They list him as senior plus, which I like that. I think it's cool that they did that. But he gave up six catches to Ball State's Justin Hall, limited him after the catch, but did allow receptions. And so I think that's something to watch. But it's also going to be fun to see who they identify from a scheme and a, a matchup standpoint, who Penn State identifies as Auburn's number one wide receiver. Will it be Demetrius Robertson? Or if they go by targets and you know value more of the Akron film versus the Alabama State film, they may want to cover Shedrick Jackson more. So I think that's something that's worth uh, worth looking at. What do you think, C-Dub? Well, Franklin, in his press uh, conference for this week, mentioned Shedrick's name. Oh, so obviously, obviously they're they're looking his way and I'm pretty sure they're going to keep an eye on, on Robertson as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they're going to look for Shedrick. I mean, that's who Bo came out the gate targeting in the in in the Alabama State game. So I think Robertson and Shed are going to be the two guys. And I'm just I'm eager to see if we get Javaris Johnson back, you know, someone else to keep the defense honest, someone else that they have to kind of think about. But I, I'm going to go with Shed as the guy who they're probably want to key in on initially. No, I love that. I, I think that uh, I think that'd be a good thing for Auburn. What do you think, Mike G? Uh, I think that would be a good thing for Auburn because um, if they're keying in on Shedrick, I'm telling you they're going to be keying in on the wrong guy. And you can't tell me that you're looking at the tape and you know how to defend these receivers this year, right? Um, They did a good job of blowing teams out and really showing nothing on offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? I mean, we have not seen – I mean, there is a bunch of stuff still in the bag in terms of scheme. And it was just Um, so balanced, too. It's like, what does Auburn really want to do? Yeah, good luck. This question – I know we're talking about Demetrius Robertson, but hear me out. This question is really about both (laughs) and accuracy. You know, if he throws accurate balls, Robertson should be be able to win more often than not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that that's how I see him becoming a factor in this game. Uh, you know, uh, with, you know, a lot, there are going to be some unsung heroes. I think uh, uh, Javarius Johnson is going to be back for this one. That, that's he, what I'm that's what I've heard. He didn't play last week, but, you know, um, I think God he could have played last week if he if he had to. I think it was a precaution thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, God bless his heart. Kayla Newton dropped it a wide open. Gosh, touchdown um, pass. But I'll tell you what I saw on that play was that was a beautiful ball from Bo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If we get that bow, Demetrius Robertson eats in this game. Yeah. If, if Kalen catches that pass and if Tank catches the screen pass, then I think the only nitpicking thing that we have against Bo Nix against Alabama State is that fumble. I think we're talking about that yeah. game totally different. So, yeah, well, yeah. the almost interception in the first first quarter. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. So, That's I mean, fair. but you're right. I mean, if, if there were like three, three drop balls at least. You yeah, know, with those right. three caught passes, uh, you know, you got a guy five, actually five, five when it was all said and done. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're talking about you know a plus seventy percent completion percentage. His adjusted was above seventy percent, mm-hmm. so he played it. He played a decent game. He only threw the ball seventeen times, so they didn't ask him to do much in this one. Right, right, right? you know. So uh, uh, drops hurt when you're going to have limited throws like that. I think that you know they're going to look at the tape. And, um, you know, Bo is this is this, this is the first year receiver quarterback combo here. So a lot of people have to understand. Yeah. And a lot of these guys have not have played a lot of time, you know, with Bo on the field. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these are first year combinations. You know, they're they're yeah. growing chemistry as the season goes along. Um, 
I think Brian Harson and Mike Bobo did a phenomenal job of getting a lot of guys reps during the spring and the fall. Right. Um, they tried a lot of different receiver combinations. I'm not convinced that what we've seen over the first two games are what we're going to see moving forward. I think I think the battle is still ongoing at wide receiver, but Robertson has definitely established his, established himself as a standout um, in multiple phases. I mean, he ran one in, he caught a couple, he caught every yeah. kind of ball you could catch. Last Saturday, um, if, yeah. Bo, if Bo can get him the ball in the vicinity, I, I expect him to have a really good day. Uh, I, and to add to that, uh, his accuracy has to be good this game because Penn State actually has some ball hawks. This is one area of Penn State's team that concerns me a little bit, and that's their secondary. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was against Wisconsin that both their safeties came away with picks. Sure. So if you're not at like the the window that Bo is throwing into is much tighter than it was against Akron, against Alabama State. So he has to get the ball to the receiver in a way that they have an opportunity to make a play after they catch, Mm -hmm. right? So as you alluded, one of the cornerbacks, he didn't allow the receiver to get many yards after he got the catch. He let him catch it, but there wasn't much to do after that. So Bo needs to be accurate and put the ball to where his guys can make plays right. in open space. Absolutely. Hey, today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. A lot of people love Built Bar because there's a lot of different flavors, ranging from coconut to cherry to double chocolate to peanut butter brownie. They're all very high in protein, very low in calories. It look, It looks and tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Also, college football fanatics, have you heard about prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy made easy i love it i know you will too and i love it because mostly daily fantasy stuff is just nfl well prize picks they've got uh fantasy props for nfl for college sports i think that's what's really big and what sets them apart and so uh, you can enter very quickly, and it's it's awesome. It's very, very good stuff. So get in the game with uh, Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com or you go to your app store and download their app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Guys, tell us about the War Report. How can folks get involved with what all you guys are doing? You guys have built, uh, one, the content is great, but the community is really, really special. Uh, yeah, we're doing some great things at the War Report this season. So um, the season is upon us. We're two weeks in. Uh, you know, we've got content coming at you six days a week at the War Report. So Monday, last night we did our film review. Uh, Wednesdays, we're coming at you with the Wednesday night war room. Thursdays, for the record. Fridays, facts are not. Saturday, game day experience where we have kind of a virtual pregame tailgate and a postgame tailgate with people so that we can come together and commune about what we saw, cry, laugh get mad about things that happened on the field. Uh, and then we're back at you Sunday with a, a more in-depth analysis of what we saw and what happened. Um, you know, we pick a player of the game uh, every week uh, that we unveil, and uh, it's, it's just a good time. So head on over to YouTube. We're at The War Report on all platforms, right. uh, TW Report on TikTok. Awesome. Awesome, guys. All right, so I put out a tweet asking for questions for this show and bold predictions. Um, got a good amount of responses, but I want to just hit on kind of some of the juicy hot takes and bold predictions. You know, tell me what you think. Henry asks, or he says, um, Hunter, Jarquez Hunter gets 200 yards in Happy Valley. How hot of a take is that? Ooh, listen, not as hot as you might think. Ooh. Because he's, That's hot. 
Yeah, he, he's, a, <laughs> he's a home run hitter, man. Now, like, uh, you guys are going to laugh at me, but you know I've been on – I was on Jarquez Hunter before he took a single snap. Oh, yeah, you a, were. I made a bold statement. I said he is going to leave as a top three running back in Auburn history. Uh, through two games, he has not disappointed with nope. limited opportunities. I think he impressed so much in that first game with Shivers out. They gave him significant snaps in the first quarter against Alabama State. I was shocked to see him that early. Right. So uh, look out for him, man. I, you know, everybody gets keyed in on Tank. And then Jarquez Hunter is one of those guys who you don't take seriously until he's already burned you. I love it. These guys are still flying under the radar, Zach, because people think Auburn hasn't played anybody. Right. Well, they, right? they have I think. mean, the, the two teams they played were pretty bad. Well, yeah, that's true. Listen, Akron was a bottom 10 team in the FBS, but... You can still be How? a good team without beating these two. I, I mean, who else? What else were they supposed to do? Yeah, listen, they beat them like a dominant team should, though. Yeah, right. That's not something we could have said before in the past. And uh, uh, Jarquez, man, listen, his strength is real. I don't care. I mean, it's real because the six hundred pound squat in the, in the weight room is real. Right. Insane. This guy. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to, to see some spectacular performance. And maybe he doesn't hit two hundred, but. He eats. He eats Saturday. Right. I think if Tank gets an opportunity to 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 get some yards, I think it's going to be a long day for Penn State because you think there's a drop off after Tank goes out. There's not, and it may actually get worse when Tank goes. You may want Tank to stay in the game because Jarquez is just he's he's fast but he's also very strong and powerful. Just to see him yeah. drag ASU defenders to the sideline on that carry that he got, it, it, was, it was just incredible to see. He's a right. very unstoppable force, man. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I think he has a good day. I'm not sure if it's 200 yards. Would love to see it. If he gets it, it's a good day for the good right. guys. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 w- I would love to see it. I'm not sure if it'll happen, but I'd love to see it. Steven Lawrence uh, said, bold prediction, Auburn has a third consecutive game with two 100-yard rushers. What's more hot, Jarquez gets 200 or Auburn gets two 100-yard rushers? Uh, I don't think this is out of the question either. Uh, and if Harson has his way, ball control on the road is going to be super important. What better, what, what more demoralizing thing to do than to go into Happy Valley and run the ball up and down their home field, eat the clock, and then send your defense out there fresh every series. Harson said, "I want we're gonna we need to run the ball. We have to run the ball. We're gonna run the ball." Yeah. So uh, now that he's figured out what he's got in Jarquez Hunter, um, I don't think that's that much of a hot take. Uh, and, and I think that our defense gives our offense plenty of chances in this game. Yeah. I cannot see Penn State moving the b- ball up and down the field on Auburn, uh, and what that's going to mean is going to be more touches on offense, which means more touches for each back. Um, I think that they're also going to try to keep Tank fresh. Uh, you got a guy like Jarquez Hunter, man. There's no reason to run Tank into the ground. Correct. Gus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and there's a lot of these. Another guy, uh, Matt, said Tank and Hunter combined for over 300 yards rushing and four touchdowns. Obviously, that would be Ooh. that would be huge. And then a lot about Bo Nix not throwing an interception. That's their bold prediction is Bo Nix does not throw a, an interception in Happy Valley. And a lot of people saying that Bo throws for over 250 and has like over 70% completion percentage. So that would be a, that'd be another big one. 
But yeah, that's that's the gist of most of the bold predictions is Tank and Jarquez go off and, and Bo mm-hmm. Nix takes care of the football. Hey, listen, well, Bo, Bo taking care of the football is a good one, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is, you know, if he plays within the parameters of what Mike Bobo is going to want to do, I expect Bo to have a pretty good game. He just can't get outside of that and play hero ball. If we're not playing hero ball, then I expect I expect Bo to have a really good game as well. Right. Yeah, right. just make the best play. Just make the best play. And sometimes the best play is just to either take a sack. We 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 talked in some of our film review about Bo making his reads. They want to give him short throws. He's gonna to have to. He's gonna to have to take a hit. He's gonna to have to get that pretty white jersey a little green on Saturday because he's taking hits because he's making throws and getting his guys the ball. Just do what they're asking you to do, right. and that's the easiest thing. And I think that's why Bo has looked so much better through the first two games of this season is because he's doing just that. What they expect him to do, and he has athletes all around them. And Bobo and Harson, to their credit, have come up with a game plan each week that allows us to utilize our playmakers without Bo having to carry the brunt Mm -hmm. of the production. And I think if they're able to do that this Saturday, I like Bo's chances of being efficient, taking care of the football, and doing what the coaching staff is asking me to do. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. As always, another War Report Wednesday in the books. How can folks find all of y'all's awesome content? Well, you can go to YouTube. That's where we. That's where our initial home is. Uh, we we as Mike G's alluded to it. We put out content five to six days a week. Also, we have a podcast. Wherever you are streaming podcasts, please be sure to check us out there. We are the War Report there, and we're at the War Report on Instagram and Twitter. TW Report on TikTok. If you're a TikToker, awesome. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I think we'll have a really fun week uh, next week as well with how things go this Saturday. So, hey, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Z Blackman, show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn, and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to Locked on Auburn and, of course, to The War Report. We'll see you tomorrow. It's a crossover show with Kevin McGuire, host of Locked on Nittany Lions. Things could get wild. Tune in. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.